last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, we open with Cosmo, still in the midst of his vision with the Archivist, now seeing a field of battle and dwarves dying around him. As he starts to feel himself fade away, he sees two forms in front of him. One of a dwarf in a golden armor in a form of a warforge, whose armor looks very similar to Melvin from the Duskforge. After returning from this memory within a vision, Cosmo hearing Rangrim's voice in a spectral tentacle pulls him from this vision as he snaps awake. After waking, Glynn greets him with tea, invites him to join the group by the fire in order to plan our next steps. After enjoying some tea with a little splash of Rangrim's rock gut, Bryn walks out of Pop Shop, followed by Madge and Pops, who join us over by the fire. Madge recounts how she felt in the days before she left Tintown with Pops and Luther, feeling as though something was trying to break into her mind. A feeling of prevailing sadness beckoning her to it, and how she felt that she somehow resisted its influence while the other residents in Tintown were not so lucky. Rangrim informs our allies that he and the group believed that the entity that it had been affecting him previously and controlled him once in the Ebon Depths is most likely the same that's currently controlling the residents of Tintown. Madge tells the group that she had a strange feeling about the barracks and it was somehow beckoning her towards there, so the group decides that might, might be the best place to start. And after waiting until evening and saying their goodbyes, the group splits with Amy, Bryn, and Madge leading to the Dusk Forge, and the party begins flying towards Tintown. After landing in Tintown, the cart and the girls head further into the woods after dimming the um, underglow into the wooded area of Tintown. And as we were about to descend onto the barracks looking down, we see a group outside dispersing into the town and heading towards the staircase to the higher ledge we were on. And it did not only consist of Imperial Guards, but the mind-controlled citizens of Tintown who were making their way towards us. Looking further, we were able to see Imperial Guards pulling a woman who we recognized as Captain Carlson out of a building against her will and dragging her into the bowels of the barracks. Glynn, bringing the party down upon the barracks, using his mage hand to flow our fall, dispatches several of the guards atop the barracks as we land and make our way inside, down into the lower levels. Cosmo and Rangrim are able to take out the two guards who are making their, up, their way up towards us. And getting to the bottom of the chamber, the party sees a huge green portal, and in front of that portal we see the spectral form of none other than Sasek, the spectral mind flayer that we fought in the Ebon Depths. Standing beside him is a larger, more regal-looking illithid creature. In that moment, they both disappear into the green portal. Rangrim, being the brains of the group, rushes immediately to the portal. Glynn, using his earthen magic to collapse the doorway behind him, and then Cosmo and Glynn follow Rangrim through the portal as they enter into the strange, dark chamber that Rangrim seems to know all too well, if only from his dreams. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dan. That brings us to episode 78, Within and Without. So when we last left off our tale, uh, after breaking into the Tin Town Imperial Barracks and following the spectral mind flayer form of it's not really alive, um, but still very much existing Zasik, along with what looks like a, uh, a very much alive and more powerful Mind Flayer through a gooey green portal. Uh, you now find yourself in a small, dark, and damp room. 
uh, with walls surrounding you that seem to be made of like whirring black machinery. And as you kind of all pull yourself up off the floor, um, this, this room is circular. It's probably no more than 10 to 15 feet in diameter. Um, and uh, yeah, um, as you all start getting up, you all have dark vision, um, but this room is slightly conical. Think like like a, like the dots candy, essentially, like those nasty gummy dots candy. Like it's kind of like not conical in particular, uh, like fully like sharp at the top, but kind of like rounded on top. Um, but yeah, as you all wake up, uh, roll me, uh, I guess, roll me percept, roll me investigation checks for the three of you. I don't have my dice. You might need those. What if I do it? Good thing my dungeon's box is always readily available whenever I need it. (laughs) You're gaming on the go. Uh, You're gaming at home. Perception checks, you said? Yep. Yeah, I'm really bad at these. Uh, Not perception, uh, investigation. Investigation. Uh, Less. I'm also less good at those two. It's a six, so better luck, everybody else. <laughs> uh, oh, I got an cool. eleven. Uh, does Rangram get an advantage because he's familiar with this place? Kind of. You are not. You're not familiar with this room, so I will say that you don't get advantage on this one. All right, cool. So I also got a six. Okay. Ek, <laughs> um, what'd you get? What Glenn get? Uh, Glenn got an eleven. Okay. Uh, I think you're all taken off guard, it seems, uh, because as you kind of all pull, pull yourself off the ground, this 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 floor seems slightly organic. It, it has a little bit of give, and it's damp. Um, and like I said, you can hear like the kind of there's whirring and almost like kind of weird sucking sounds from the noise in the wall from like these this machinery that's kind of like now that you're looking at it a little bit closer, you can see it kind of like slightly expanding outward so it doesn't see it seems to be slightly organic while also mechanical and you can still see kind of like there's like these chasing lines of purple and green that are running through the walls kind of at, at, you know think of it like electricity but obviously your characters wouldn't know what that is um but yeah as you kind of pull yourself to your feet uh you see a couple things in the room um one thing is you see a what looks like a big kind of slightly like translucent but like also like kind of slightly opaque pod like this pod shaped thing that's humanoid uh size like a, a medium creature could probably fit inside of it it's, it's it's open um and seems to have like dried liquid all over the inside of it um even in this dark light you can see that it has a slightly kind of like it glows like a slight green almost like if you shine a black light on something that is um like it's, 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 it's slightly, uh, I guess, luminescent, uh, even in the darkness. Um, on the wall, on one side, you can see what looks like a, a similar kind of like translucent material that's in another oval that is on the wall. Um, and you could just see that there's like almost like a pane of glass that is there with the same kind of material. Um, and then on the table, and this is the thing you guys all noticed the first, at first, is there is what looks like some sort of surface that is like, you know, some sort of potentially like a desk, but it's built into the wall and it's kind of sticking out. And kind of crumpled against that, hunched over it, is what looks like the uh, very much uh, worn away body of a real mind flayer. 
what is left of it. Um, and it is very, very dead. And it's uh, just kind of, its husk is kind of crumpled over that table. And that's what you see. But aside from that, uh, oh, there are, looks like there are two uh, potential like opening, uh, like kind of closed uh, entrances to the room. Uh, one that seems to be on directly in the center of the floor. Uh, and they kind of like, they have like a circular kind of uh, think like a camera lens kind of closing uh, aperture to it. And then there's one that seems to be mounted to the wall kind of just to the right of that, uh, you know, to, to the, to the right of the, what seems to be some sort of kind of window thing. And then to the left of the pod. And then you guys are standing right next to what looks like the desk. We came through directly in front of the desk. You just dropped onto the floor. Yeah, you just dropped, basically dropped onto the floor from like, you know, kind of, yeah, just, just to, just next to the desk. So the desk is to your, immediately to your left currently. And the portal does not seem to be there anymore. It is dark mm -hmm. in this room. So Rangram with all that information. Um, <laughs> Rangram would immediately probably seeing the like hunched over illithid body. Like we, it's very obviously dead. It's yeah, it's like dried. It's like a dried up husk. Like this thing does not really have, I mean, it does have bones-esque, but like you can see that there are tentacles that are just like dried up completely. Think about if you like, think if you had left like a squid just kind of out in the sun yep. for years and years and years and years. It's a very common thing to reference. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, totally. Uh, Rangrum's going to run its pockets. Okay. <laughs> That's a very uh, so proud. thing to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, roll me. Uh, do you want either roll me an investigation or roll me a sleight of hand, whichever one you prefer? Oh, tight, because both of those are a big fat zero. So we're going to say. It's an investigation. Seven. <laughs> uh, you go to run its pockets, and this this thing just crumbles apart. Um, but what I will give you is, I mean, literally the whole body of it, like the top part of it kind of just like crumples onto the top part of the desk, and the whole bottom part that was kind of laid down onto the floor just come up, falls off completely and just crumples apart in your hands. Um, but what I will say is, there seems to be something that's kind of uh, glimmering in the pile of dust. Something seems like metallic. I'm going to pick that up. Okay. Uh, you pick up what looks like a small kind of metal disc that seems to have a kind of like a swirling of that green energy that is whirling around the center of it in kind of like a spiral that's spiraling in and out. Um, and it's maybe about uh, the size, maybe like three inches in diameter uh, and maybe about an inch thick. And uh, it seems to just be swirling uh, as you as you kind of grab this thing, but it's it's metallic to the touch. As, as soon as he picks it up, uh, Cosmo looks like, well, you can protect that one. That, that one seems like it's all yours. Uh, I've done enough disc protecting for my lifetime and for my last one too. Yeah, I'm kind of over coins at this point, too, unless they're gold and or platinum. So, Rangroom, that's that's right on you. I mean, we got a good track record with these things, so I don't see what could possibly um, uh, go wrong at all. Never. 
Uh, Rangram, as you're saying that, a uh, you the, the the green the green <laughs> disc um, the green disc on top of it starts to kind of like spiral spiral outwards, and it seems to kind of like a, a a line out of it kind of like starts to spiral, and you get the three the two of you can see it kind of like looking like it's kind of like projecting out now, and it's kind of spiraling on starting to spiral from the inner part of Rangram's face and uh, outwards. Uh, and so like Rangram, it's just like kind of, it like shines into your eyes really quickly as you're holding onto it, uh, and it's kind of spiraling outwards. Uh, what do you do? Uh, who Who's you? Uh, I I'm, guess what does Rangram do? But uh, like, what do you guys do if you want to do anything like, too? Right as Rangram says that, like, I mean, we have good track record with these things. What could possibly go wrong? Um, was I still holding it as it started doing that? Yeah. So I think you were holding it and looking at it and like looking at the spiral when it kind of started, like, like it shined outwards into your eyes and it's starting to like spiral. So think like if someone was pointing a laser pointer in your eyes, it's just bright green. Yeah, he's gonna go, shit and throw it on the ground. Okay. Uh, you toss it down to the ground, I think lands in the pile of what was a mind flare, and it kind of dust kind of poofs out. Uh, and in that dust, you see a form of a mind flare get projected upwards and it's standing and it's maybe about a foot tall. And it's kind of green uh, in this projected hologram that you can see the dust kind of spiraling through and you hear a voice that begins to speak, but it's not projected outwards, you just hear it all in your heads, all three of you that are around. Um, and you hear uh, a familiar voice in your head. And, and this is one that you haven't heard for a while, but you would remember it very clearly from the time that you spent down in the Ebon Depths. We miscalculated our warp to the prime material plane. It seems we've landed deep below their surface world. And then there's a pause and the, the de figure disappears and you can hear some sort of mechanical like whirring and clicking as if like it's continuing to move forward with this recording. A tunnel has been discovered that leads to the surface. Scouting parties of underlings will be sent forth. And again, the, the figure drops and it clicks and continues to move forward. And then the projected form reappears. Our scouts reported that a group of primitive creatures known as dwarves, ugh, foul creatures, patrol the tunnels leading to the surface. No matter, our first spawn of burrowers will be ready soon, and I will deal with this riffraff personally. Again, it, it drops and continues to spin. This time, a lot, it was a lot quicker though, and then it's back. And the form is much closer now. You're only seeing up to like the torso of it, but you can very clearly tell that this form that is very clearly Zasic is very injured. It is, you can see that half of its head is like missing and its complete right side seems to be gone, just is missing completely. And it is just covered in burns from like, you know, the parts that you can see fully, just like it is very extremely injured. And it doesn't say anything, it just closes its eyes um, and it projects and suddenly like this, this mental image is projected in front of you as if it's like a memory, no, like through the eyes of this creature. And you can see a, just an army and, and Cosmo, this is extremely interesting to you because 
when you originally, and this is a callback way back to the past, but when you originally faced uh, creatures down in the mines in Tintown, you saw this this memory that was being forced shown to you, and it, at first it was a lie, and it was showing that like your like your your father and his like dwarves had been basically massacred, and like you know, and whatever the case may be. But then over the course of time, um, you saw the real memory as if something had shown it to you. And it was this memory, and now you're seeing it from the other side. Mm-hmm. You see these burrowing creatures, these like sword-armed creatures that you were the three of you all remember facing down in the tunnels of Tintown. Um, when the you know that the same creatures that you faced the same day that you had to collapse the mines the last time you were down there, really. Um, and you're seeing a number of mind flayers that are leading the charge behind these like sword armed burrowing creatures that are just rushing in massive formation through this tunnel towards this like group of dwarves that are like just trying to like defend it with everything they have. There's maybe like eight or nine of them that are even there at all. And you see them fighting and you see the burrowers begin to uh, begin to succeed and then you see with the last few dwarves you see one of them grab a torch and just blow the entire mine apart in an instant uh and cosmo you would recognize that as the same memory of the last moments you saw of your father uh that you saw through the eyes of whatever uh that showed you that memory long ago um but now you're seeing it through the eyes of zasik and you're seeing what happened to uh, all of the the mind flayers uh, that were at least part of that party, um, and with that, the little device on the floor begins stops whirring, and the green light dims back inside of it again. Did we? Um, all... I've never seen any yeah. magic like that before. Well, at least you I also. Know, uh, okay. I feel kind of violated. That that was. That was like a, a lot all at once. It wasn't even like a hello. At least I uh, I know my my father took out as many of these buggers as he could before he uh, gave up his life to Mordin. That was that was your pops. That was impressive. Yes, that was uh, that was him. So many stories told throughout my life as to what happened to him and. Uh, now we've all seen the moment he died. So, uh, welcome to my past. And Rangrim's too. So, uh, Rangrim, we're like connected of kind of sorts. This is kind of cool. Kind of in a weird way. Well, I mean, your father was an honorable dwarf and let's hope we can at least kill half of the fuckers that he did. That's true. Are we, uh... So, so we're to believe then that this is who you're trying to kill, Zasix? Is that who this ashen body is? And Glenn with like double blade tip charts gonna like move the ashes around, like so he's he's gone. So what are we what are we after? What are we going after? It, what was a, that in the in the barracks? That's a very good point. What is it that we I mean we saw one alive and one that was Zasix, who is, I guess now we know is dead, but what sustains it so that we can see it? And how do we kill it? 
Well, I mean, if you guys are looking at me for that answer. Well, we can't be doing it standing in this room, so uh, how do we get out? I don't know. Um, let's let's take some time to look around a little bit. I want to look at both these things, and Glenn's going to first move over to the pod. <laughs> uh, is there anything inside the humanoid-sized pod? Uh, roll me an investigation. Okay. You get an investigation. You get an investigation. Just passing them out today. Strangely cocked. Dude. There we go. <laughs> I was going to make a joke. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Boy, a bunch. Uh, 17 plus investigation, 17 plus 8. So 25. Okay. 25. Uh, um, with your. Uh, so, okay. So I will say this first and then I'll let, I'll let you give me, without making you roll anymore, what yeah. potentially you're doing. But you look inside this pod and it looks like it has. Uh, this you can tell it was filled with liquid that has since drained. There's a drain on the bottom of it, um, it. and there is residue all over the side of it. Um, do you want to like take a look at like look closer at the residue? Being like an alchemist yourself, like do you want to look at any of that closer, or do you want to just leave it as is? Is the pod closed? It's it, no, it's open, and so like oh, it's, it's just, completely open. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, sure, with like the the edge of Chandrail, effectively, he's going to take a piece of that sludge, and can I like? attempt to see if it is biotic or if it is like some kind of chemicals effectively. Yeah. I don't think Glyn would necessarily know what it is, unless this is something Glyn might know that I'm happy to roll for, um, but yeah, guess this is pretty alien. I, I guess like, um, shit, I mean, I guess what would you, what would we roll for? Like, if we were going to have you roll like to test this. Cause I assume like Glyn travels with like his, al the basics of an alchemy set to at least like test like reactive reactants and stuff like that. That is in my tool set. Uh, what I do with that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, intelligence, maybe. I mean, I, ultimately, I want to know if it's biotic or if it's just a bunch of chemicals because I don't. Me, I don't think I'm going to understand any. Roll of the me the tinker. Yeah, just roll me your intelligence. Roll me a tinkering check. Okay, we'll go from there. Wow. Uh, I really hope these rolls happen in combat. Eighteen plus eight, twenty-six. Uh, okay. You. I think that you. Uh, you mix this around and you. You start. You know doing some slight, some light tests with this. Um, I will say that while you've never encountered something like this before, the one thing that you do notice about it is that it seems to have regenerative capabilities. It seems to be like, a, it's, it's, you know, it, it doesn't, it seems to have like a, a positive effect and like you can kind of, it seems to help regenerate uh, cells is what you're noticing. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take, I have, three empty vials i'm going to take two vials of it if it's available yeah so um i think that towards the bottom i think what you're doing is you're like scraping this dried yes. material off the sides and then like maybe lick, mixing it with well you can lick it if you want to but mixing it, with water. Like it. <laughs> uh, mixing it like you can either keep it in dry form or you can mix it with water and like in like some vials or flasks or something yeah i would be scraping it off as much as i could into the vial and not adding water Mm -hmm. as of yet just leaving it like okay. in, in powdery form i think you get um, two then, two vials worth then of just the powder okay cool and then i would also like to investigate the desk that he was slumped over i mean i know yeah it seemed like there's like a hollow deck-esque thing but is this just like a wooden desk or is this like it, a it seems like it's just a panel a, kind of thing so yeah it, so i okay actually that's interesting so um 
with your really good investigation check, I'm not going to make you roll again. Um, but I'm going to say that uh, there, there, there does seem to, it is just a kind of like surface that is coming out of it. But as you're looking at it closer, it does seem to have uh, a number of buttons uh, that are on it. I think that there are four uh, that are, and I'm just going to give you four colors. I'm going to say, uh, you know, <laughs> yep, uh, green, blue, red, and yellow. Uh, I'll, we'll just say that. Can I do a quick scan around the room and see if I notice any of these colors in an indicative way? Is it like right next to the door aperture is the green, like a green border or anything like that? Yeah, roll me, since you're actively looking for something new, roll me another investigation. Come on. Come on, that 20. Son of a biscuit. Uh, nope. Good thing for liable talent. It's an 18. Okay, um, I will say that you do see two corresponding uh, colors. I'll just say the blue and the red, uh, that the blue corresponds to the, the aperture on the floor and the red corresponds to the aperture that is in the wall. Uh, I will say that the other two don't have, seem to have any corresponding uh, marks in the room that you can see. Okay, great. Hmm. Um, yeah, after Glenn takes some time, kind of like... <laughs> Apparently doesn't talk to anybody and just does a bunch of deductive reasoning by himself because the guys goes, hey, guys, uh, I think I have a solution for getting out of this room. I think one of these points like the blue and red buttons will open up some of those looking contraptions. Kind of looks like some of the doors that Pops used to have. Uh, he was kind of changes up his style every few years. It's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, it looks like maybe if I hit this button, I can open that and he's going to point to the one at the wall I, I could probably open that or i could at least let whatever is on the other side into here do we want to maybe see what's on the other side of that and points like the semi-opaque glass looking thing right because it's like the aperture and then yep. the window yep and there's like a window on the wall the cone that you can see yeah anybody want to rank me maybe want to go take a look in there see if that's a, a door i want to open Wait. Your guess is as good as mine. You don't want to go look through the window to see if there's something on the other side? Should I just hit the button? I mean, fuck it. Hit both the buttons. I'll, I'll look through the window if it'll make you feel better. And uh, <clears throat> Cosmo will walk up to it and see if he can... Okay. <laughs> um, so, Cosmo. Ah, crap. <laughs> You have, you've spent a lot of time underground. Oh, no. And uh, I think that as soon as you look at the window, you get, you, you're you just, you've had a feeling. I think you and Rangrim both have had a weird feeling this whole time. And I think dwarves in general, dwarves, Durgar, just know when they're underground. And when you look out this window, there is nothing but black stone that is just right there on the other side of it. And you, as soon as you see it, you are fairly certain that you are deep underground. Open it. Uh, no, it's just dirt out there. It, uh, it confirms my suspicions of, uh, I mean, Rangrim maybe knows it, but an, an elf maybe not so much. It's when you're a dwarf, you just, you just know when you're Noah when you're really under under underground and uh my noah was telling me we're really far down yeah and, i was thinking uh, like we're real deep right 
Based like I can on, feel uh, it. Based make, on it the rock I see out there, we're... Bit, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either, and that just affirms just how deep we really have uh, been teleported down. We can open it, and it's just dirt and rock, but uh, it's by no means a way out. I don't know I if it'll feel... just try and fall in. It might fall in. I'm gonna I will not, say this. not open that. I will say this. You don't know for a sh- for sure that What's the up? door leads to leads to the outside. I will say that. Like the window, so like the door is on is is straight ahead of you. The the window is to your left. Like they're they're on, you know, there's a 90 degree difference between those two. You don't know for sure that they go to the same place, but it's a fair, I mean, if if the room is gonna be flooded with with a bunch of rock, like that's probably not the best thing in the world. So like it's a it's a it's a concern for sure. Well, now that I've relearned that the window is not on the same, yeah, I thought it was a shared door, wall. Maybe yeah. just open it and just see what. I thought it was a shared wall, and uh, well, let's just see what happens. Uh, Glenn is going to go. All right, one for Cosmo and one for Rangram, and he's going to hit both the blue and the red button while simultaneously ducking underneath the desk and hiding. Okay, I want to confirm something. Just first. hit and go. One of the apertures was in the middle of the floor. Was anyone standing on that aperture? Is the aperture underneath the desk? No, it's in the center of the room, and it takes up about, it takes up like, it's a five-foot aperture in the center of the room, like of a 10-foot room. Were the dead illithid's contents on it? Yeah, so absolutely, for sure, like part of it, for sure, like probably its feet, its legs. I was standing by the window. (laughs) So, Rangrim? A ring room would have been standing by the door, but um, I would have pocketed the uh, the disc, the doodad, the 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 hollow disc. We'll call it. Um, okay. Uh, so I'll I'll say that I say you guys are close to it, but no one's standing directly on the aperture. I also don't think Glenn would have opened it if he knew someone was Probably standing not. on it. Probably. Um, so uh, suddenly the like both walls just go. And kind of just pull away, uh, revealing two openings: uh, one in the floor and one on the wall, um, as well as you know the back half of Zasik and the dust just kind of goes falling down into the abyss below. Um, what you see is you see a similar room. So uh, uh, the doorway that opens, uh, you see a very similar room to the one you're in now. Uh, it is there is a there's a, a matching pod. There is a matching desk. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any forms in this one. Uh, there's a similar window that also is looking out to what looks like stone. Um, and there is another aperture uh, doorway that seems to be uh, in the floor of this one only. Uh, and as the floor opens up, you see what looks like a 20-foot uh, just straight down cylinder that seems to drop down. That is just like continuing, like whirring machinery that is embedded into the walls. Um, and you can see that far below you, there seems you hear the the corpse, the half a corpse of Zasik hits the floor, and kind of with a dusty kind of kathump, uh, you hear it from a distance and echo around what you would probably imagine is a pretty cavernous chamber below. Uh, Glenn looks over the corner. Can I see any other uh, potential button indicators? Do I see green or yellow above <laughs> the door that he just landed on? Uh, Coinciding so, with the desk. Uh, wait. Oh, down and down below you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. So there's, there's, it's not laying on another aperture. It's just, it just, it hit, mm. it, it fell into the darkness far below you. And like, it just, it fell out Can't of sight and it. you just heard it. It like echoed around a, a pretty big chamber. Well, uh, let's hope nobody else heard that. Um, as you, uh, as you say that you start <laughs> hearing the sound, the echoing sounds of, uh, I'm just going to give you this because two of you have very good high perception. Uh, you start hearing the sounds of what sounds like, like a multitude of like running feet, um, no sound at all. Uh, but you just hear like echoing, like kind of soft, like almost paw like feet, but multitudes of them running around below you, uh, and, moving around and it seems the mines kind of, of moria do they have a cave troll there's there's probably the mines of moria it's of uh we just did the thing we did do the thing i was thinking that in my head like gandalf <laughs> comes out of here and just absolutely shames glenn to be so disappointed <laughs> yeah, fool the duke drums yep sajukor's got it uh uh I so you, sorry, you said it's just like a bunch of shuffling feet below us. Yep, you can hear the, a, a bunch of like kind of like soft, like not like hard heels or anything like that, but a bunch of yeah. like almost like paws of, of moving feet around below you. Right. Well, it's a good thing there's nobody in heels down there. <laughs> right. Well, uh... I meant like boots, you motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry. You're being a real heel. Oh my god. I try. Every now and then I get a good one. That's you okay. know what? It's fair. Well, uh, I hear all of those feats. We should get get a move on, maybe, or hide. Or uh Whoa. I don't know. Which what? direction? Uh well you just opened three doorways. Uh two doorways. Is it, was stay it on this doors, level or, or just the one doorway in the aperture in the floor, right? Yeah. So there's there's just the aperture in the floor and then the doorway that seems to be leading to a similar chamber that also does have an aperture in the floor as well. I thought there was a tunnel with like a digging machine. Is that the one that opened up on the floor? There was like, there's it was a, the dirt or nothing opened up to dirt? Nothing opens up. There's just Go windows. Ahead. So, and the, as far as you can tell, literally there is rock against the windows and it's like this black shiny rock that is against the windows um that if you want to roll a nature check i can tell you something about but you're not going to be unless you want to shatter that and meld with stone i don't think you're going to be able to do much with it um yeah guys i think we stay on this level i think falling down might be some of those burrowers that yeah uh, uh your friend talked about rangrim can you push that button again to close that? Yeah, Glenn, without coming out from underneath the desk, feels for the blue button and hits it. <laughs> Just like you close, you're closing the floor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Glenn comes out from underneath the desk. Says, All right, let's let's get moving, and he's gonna start making his way towards the open wall aperture next okay. to Rangrim. Okay, so as you move uh, next door into, um, Bobby, are you yeah. able to show I the? Yep, I was just awesome. now that we're moving here. Awesome. Yeah, we uh, we are going to be using Astral a little, for a little bit of a different reason uh, this week. Um, I have a uh, a map prepared uh, that 
is basically going to be oh, showcasing. Oh, oh, oh. Trying, yeah, I can move it, so I apologize. You're good. Um, yeah, no worries. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're going to be showcase. We're going to be kind of following it on a map uh, from uh, kind of a side. <laughs> yeah, do, yeah, I see where you are, but where are we? <laughs> <laughs> I've been writing that joke since about noon. <laughs> Shows. Um, it's <laughs> it's gone stale. It's gone stale. Um, that hurts. But yeah, uh, you all find yourself in a very similar chamber. It's literally mirrored. Uh, the complete opposite. Are there? So any, is it, it, Are there windows in here too? Uh, there's one window that's on the same, uh, basically facing out to the same direction. It has the same uh, shiny black stone on the outside of it. There is a aperture in the floor and an aperture on the wall as well. Uh, it only an aperture on the floor, uh, and then the aperture you just walked through. Okay. And so we see through that aperture in the wall. Mm -hmm. The like the we'll call the window. It a window, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And outside of it was the black stone that Cosmo described, right? Yep. Correct. Yep. It's like it a shiny black stone. to be stone. like loose soil. It's like sheer like stone. It's like sheer stone that seems to be like literally pressed uh, like as if it was. And so just roll me, an invest, uh, roll me a nature check with advantage. Um, I Don't dwarves get some sort of like stone cunning, <sighs> some sort of wild stone? Uh, it's stone shift. cunning, but it's stone cunning yeah. is more related to like I believe like the history. statues and stuff. Yeah. It's the like, absolute yeah. opposite of what it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like you would know about the stone, but Agreed. you don't. I yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Well, like, I nature... know about what, what the rock is, but this doesn't sound like like stone cutting is more just for craftsmanship. I don't yeah. even know that it's that. Here I'm trying to find it. It's butts. Roll oh, me yeah. nature Whenever check with make... advantage. Yeah, whenever you make an intelligence history check related to the origin of stonework, you are considered proficient in history mm -hmm. skill. Okay. Yeah, that's not going to apply here. Yeah. Okay, so um, that was... That's uh, nowhere in d, &D. I'm sorry, what was the check again? Uh, nature check with advantage. Uh, nature with advantage. That's a big fat zero to nature, so that's a flat 16. Okay. Uh, Ranger, you have seen this stone before and you recognize the it is cut in an extremely strange way it is sheared straight off as if like it is just like been removed uh like and it is smooth completely at, against this glass of this window um but you would recognize it pretty much immediately that this is all star metal um yeah we're we're we're, we're pretty deep um, I mean, shit. If we're not getting out of here, Rangler's gonna stop smashing the window. Uh, okay. Um, roll me. Uh, uh roll me an attack. Eighteen. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry, eighteen it, plus plus twenty-five. <laughs> uh, the window dodges. Kidding. No. Um, Fuck, uh, yeah. Dodging windows. Uh, you absolutely hit it. Roll me. Uh, roll me an attack, or roll me a damage. Uh, three bludgeoning, as well as seven. I'm sorry, four bludgeoning, as well as seven fire damage. 
Okay. You smash this thing with your hammer and you feel like just like there is a protective film that like when you hit it, it almost like absorbs your blow. Like something about this has like a, almost like a magical layer of protection over it. That is just like it, like it's just kind of you hit it. And it's like, it's almost like hitting with a, if you ever hit with a dead blow hammer where it just kind of stops mm -hmm. uh, where it has the sand in it, just like that. Your, your hammer does not bounce back. It just kind of like absorbs the impact of your hammer hitting this glass. Um, guys, I don't know how stuff works here. Well, uh, I can't imagine this place is from here. So uh, it probably works pretty different. Yeah, that's what I'm gathering. No, nothing seems okay here. Glenn, how come you know how all the buttons work? That's a little suspect. Uh, I've learned through a lot of my travel and a lot of different cultures I've experienced that everybody really likes color coordinating their like controls. It seems like there's a lot of like clever, intricate things happening here and kind of like points all the whirring machinery in the walls, but like everybody just kind of wants to go based off like this color is associated with that thing. So like hit this button, it's, it's pretty universal through most cultures I've, I've seen. I mean, that's a fair explanation, but can you open this window? Uh, no, there's no color coordinating button to it, so I don't actually understand how that thing works. That's that's a whole other mystery that I don't even want to don't even want to dance a, on. There's a yellow and a green button you haven't touched yet. You can just start pushing buttons, man. There's a little voice in my head that keeps telling me to push the buttons. It seems like a really bad idea, but uh, and as we're taking a look around, there's no desk in here either, right? It's just an there aperture is. on the floor. Okay. There okay. Is. Then There's I'm gonna desk. approach the desk. Same in this same room exact as well. same exact buttons on it. Red, blue, green, and yellow. Yep. And the blue aperture, the the blue uh, corresponds to the aperture on the floor, and the red corresponds to the aperture on the wall that you came through. The wall that we just came through. Yep. They're still green. <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, is there a cone? There is a or sorry, a humanoid pod in this room as well? Because you said it's like a mirror image. Uh, yep, this one is uh, closed, but it doesn't seem to be filled with liquid. It's just as closed. Okay, you can see like basically straight into it. Yep, it doesn't seem to be as opaque as the other one. It's very, it's much more translucent. Okay, uh, Glenn's gonna look to Rango go green or yellow. Um, is this some kind of test? Yes, it's a one question test. Um, focus green or yellow? Yellow, Glenn hits the green button. Shit, green, <laughs> it's the green button. Nice. <laughs> um, when you hit the green button, a undulating green portal appears. Uh, Glenn draws Chandrel and just kind of stands at the ready. That's different. Should I, uh, should I turn it off? What happens if you hit it again? Then hits the green button. It, it the uh, you see it swirl back in on itself and disappears. What? Hold on. As a thing, we just came in, right? Right. So where would it take um, us? Uh. Well, hold on. Rangram's gonna just like hit the button, and then hit it again, and then hit the button. It's just going and hit it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hoping to get a different color? 
Um, no, I just want to make sure I understand how this works. Right. It's on and then it's off. It's on and then it's off. I mean, yeah, it, it, you sound a little condescending, Cosmo. Try it. It's kind of fun. Okay. It'd be really cool if we had like some kind of system in our homes that you could hit a button and like everything would light up instead of having to do all those torches. Wouldn't that be like an amazing thing that we could like probably use to revolutionize a lot of like in home lighting? Uh, you, nah. have a, you have a button left. <laughs> yeah, Cosmo's gonna come over and try it and hit the yellow button. Uh, you hit the yellow button and like immediately it just you there is just glit and probably Frangram, I'm sure it just blinds the shit out of you immediately. Um, there is just there is just <laughs> lighting that just like illuminates this entire uh this entire pod that you're inside of, this entire like kind of like slightly uh conical room. Uh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just- Cosmo, just like that. That's that's what I'm talking about. How nice <laughs> would that be? You get home from like a long day at the mine and you just like don't have to light every torch. You know when you can't find your candle? Like how annoying is that? That's that's real annoying, I'm sure. I haven't, uh, can't speak to that. But, uh, right. So this opens that door. This one opens the floor. That one turns on the portal. This one turns on the lights. And, uh, that's it. That's all we got. Well, since, since we have light in here, and Glenn's kind of trying to like push Cosmo and Rangrim off the floor aperture if they're still standing on it. And he's going to smash the floor button and hit the blue okay. button, open up the aperture with the light shining down into wherever we're above. That's really oh. smart, Glenn. Okay. Uh, you, open up the floor, <laughs> you open up the floor aperture and light floods down. And you can see that not only is this pod illuminated, when you open up the aperture, it just kind of like rings of light just go doo, 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 and light all the way down this 20-foot shaft and shine down into the cavernous chamber below that you can see is probably a good like 30 feet even like down to the floor from the end of this tunnel there are no ladders there are no stairs there doesn't seem to be any kind of like traversal for any kind of normal creature uh so you would assume that whatever like moves through this space doesn't need doesn't have need for gravity essentially um and as you see this shining down, you see a pretty horrifying sight below you. It's what looks to be at least four brains that are moving around on like uh, these, like on four legs, essentially like moving around the ground that seem to be sniffing around what looks like the remnants of Zasik, the half that fell down there. And then as they see this light shining down from up above, you see all of them look up at you with no eyes, just a brain with legs, look upwards towards the light. And then you see them all start to prepare to jump upwards. What are you all going to do? No, I think all three of us hit the button at the same time. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you hear the sound of, of, of those, of, of like creatures just like landing uh, in the, uh, in the kind of chamber down below this like vertical shaft and you hear them kind of like running upwards towards you. And then you hear them start to kind of like scratch and bang against the other side of this, uh, this aperture. Uh, Cosmo was like, well, maybe the lights need to be turned off and he pushes the yellow button. Yeah. Turn, <laughs> turn those off too. Uh, Rangram doesn't know what those are. He hates them. But Dan knows what those are, 
And that's a real surefire way to just kill Rangrim. <laughs> uh, Glenn's going to look at the guys like, all right, well, we also still have that room we can go into. Maybe underneath that is not necessarily as threatening. Okay. Like that right, room. We're, like we're in the, in, are we in the initial room or we're in the secondary room? You're in the secondary room, but I will say this. You did see the, the half form of Zasik down through this shaft as underneath well. Underneath one. Okay. So it's the same. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Am I... uh, go ahead. Okay. Nothing. That's it. So there's no more buttons and there's no more evident doors in the room. Just the portal. Well, so we can try the portal and I don't know how we ended up here through the portal, but maybe we could try doing that again. Or we just, you know, spring a good old fashioned trap, let our little brain buddies come on up and let Cosmo kind of do his thing. Cosmo, I'm sure you got some pent up rage you can work through right now. Sure. Yeah, let's let's smash some really big heads. Do we want to uh, set up around this thing, or how do you want to do this? Oh gosh, I don't know. It just open the door and hope for the best. Sounds good, Ranger. You ready? I mean. I got about as much of an idea what the hell's going on here than you guys do. So, yeah. Fuck it. Uh, we'll probably die. So let's go. <laughs> uh, Glenn draws Chandrel and kind of goes opposite of the floor aperture. I, I imagine like all three of us kind of go, if the aperture's in the center, like a three points around it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Glenn is going to mage hand float over so he doesn't have to use any of his hands to... I'll take his hands off Chandrell and he hits the floor aperture button. Let our little brain buddies in. Okay. Uh, you slam that You slam that floor aperture and just with like a flying leap, these, th- these four brain uh, creatures on these like four little legs uh, come just launching up into the room and I need you all to roll initiative. Oh, it was lies. What was a lies? pack of them? Got a fifteen. Lynn got a fifteen. Yep. I'm gonna need to. Uh, one of these got a natural 20. <laughs> it's like so, that. I've got a three. Uh, what'd we get? Uh, Rangrim Cosmo? Three? Rangrim got a three. Cosmo oh. got a 25. You know Cosmo. how I'd be doing an initiative order? Just. Cosmo got an eight. Okay. You guys are doing fantastic. I will say, uh, <laughs> one of them is going after Rangrim. So. Cool. There's, there's nice three of them, or there's four of them. Uh, you know what? Actually, uh, no. There, there are four of them. Yes. Okay. I knew they had four legs. Yeah, four, four by four. The aperture is five feet wide, or a five foot yes. diameter. Yep, and it's a, it's like a, I'll just say it's like a ten foot room. It takes up most of the room. The room is a 10-foot diameter. 
I'm going to make it a little wider. I'm saying 15 foot diameter, just so there's actually moved room to move around. Because I'll say that there's five feet all the way around this aperture at the middle. I should have prepared a spell. It would have been smart. Should have done any type of prep work for this and not just open the door, but you know, whatever. You know what? How strong can a few brains be? The sound ring. Uh, it's like an entire prize around having a really strong brain. Called Nobel. Dynamite. Nukes. Um, okay. Vaccines. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> Vaccines. Um, what if, so one of these is going to uh, jump upwards. I'm going to roll uh, to see which one of you attacks. Now that I got my lovely three-sided dice, uh, it's going to attack Rangrim first. It's going to use its claws uh, first. Uh, roll for the attack. What does it uh, sound that, like, John? They don't make any noise, actually. They, they have no mouths. They're literally a brain with legs. I just love your monster noises. What does it sound so like when it moves? It makes noise when it moves. I'm sure it's squeaking. It's a, it's a sickly squelching noise. It's really gross. Um, I don't think that's going to hit. So that's a that's a, a that's a 13 to hit, uh, which I don't think is going to do it. Um, but it is going to use its special ability. Uh, which is called Devour Intellect. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to target a creature within 10 feet of it, uh, and I need you to do a intelligence saving throw. Based on the size of this room, everybody has plus four to their saves. Ooh, huge Bobby. Wait, sorry, everybody or just Rangroom? Just, well, just right. everybody. So that's an, that's an 18 to my intelligence save. Uh, you feel it start like you feel like a mind spike, like try to st start burrowing through uh, your kind of subconscious. Rangram, you are, you are like, you're not. It takes you off guard a little bit, but it feels slightly familiar to you, um, and like you are prepared. You fought off mind spikes of this kind multiple times, and so you are seems like you are particularly well shielded mentally against this because you spent a long time keeping this at bay in the back of your head when you were dealing with the curse on your hand. So uh, I will say that going forward, Rangrim is going to have advantage on all of these uh, intelligence saving throws. You guys don't want me getting any dumber. <laughs> um, okay, uh, that is going to bring us to Glenn. As this thing lands, all these things have landed on the ground. I'll say there's one in front of each of you, and there are here. Let's see where the where the other ones rolled. Uh, one of them's on uh, in front of Cosmo. Uh, two of them are in front of Cosmo, and one of them is front in front of Glenn. Uh, dope. Uh, how far is there? We're all like kind of within five feet of each other. Is, or sorry, yeah. is one yeah. with the one in front of me five feet away from? Yes. Uh, okay, great. Yeah, it's just it's um, right next to you. The uh, motherfucker in front of me. I'm going to attack with Chandrell. Um. I'm gonna do a little fun brandish for flavor's sake, and then I'm just gonna take a swipe at it. Mm -hmm. And while I'm doing the brandish, uh, a little green flame starts to like kind of dance on the edge, and I'm gonna cast green flame blade, dope. and a 21 to hit. I'm guessing is gonna hit. That does hit. Dope, 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 dope. Uh, 2d4 plus seven. I don't get sneak attack, which is a bummer. Oh my god, terrible. Um, I rolled two ones on my d4s, so. Nine and then two D eight each. 
that's much better. So, wow, uh, 20 on the first hit, and then it's going to 20 damage on the first hit. And then the flames are is going to jump to one of the closer of the two that are attacking, I'm guessing, Rangrim and or Cosmo. Uh, yeah, um, I'll say that. You get one of each. Okay. Well, sorry, it only jumps to one other one. Oh, okay. Um, Which, whichever one then. Okay, so it's it's 20 to the first guy and then 14 to the second brain. Okay. You can do one of the ones on, on my side if I have two. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, whichever one it makes sense. Okay. Um, Glenn, uh, you slice, uh, you slice pretty much straight down through the top of this creature. Like your blade cuts, like it is soft, unsettlingly soft. Oh um, God. <laughs> and you cleave almost all the way through it, but it's even with it, like, like almost like the, the lobes have like kind of flopped over almost completely at this point. It seems to still be kind of like shakily standing there in front of you, barely alive, but still alive. Um, and then the fire jumps in like engulfs this one next to Cosmo, one of the two. Uh, and it, you know, it burns it, but it is still standing as it kind of seems to shake off this fire, just like is singed now. How much damage did you um, do to it? I did 20 to the one in front of me and 14 to the 20. one okay. that I think is attacking you. Okay. Um, sorry, that was my action and my bonus action, I want to say. Right? Is that how that works? Uh, no, Green Flame Blade is just my action. I still have my bonus action. Oh, yeah, I'm going to follow up and try to kill it with the other side of my Revenue Blade. So the one that's in front of me. So the one I already did 20 damage to. So Sweet. sorry for forgetting how to use my character. Oh, my gosh. I'm rolling. Also, oh my god, natural one. Yikes. Um, you, uh, yeah, uh, I think that when you, so what happens, I think that is when you, when you slice down at it, um, your, uh, you get kind of like, yeah, I think it kind of gets stuck in there, and you have to like pull, like you're trying to pull it free, but this, this, this like mind thing kind of like sticks around it, and like so, it's like you're trying to pull back on your, on a, you know, your, your double bladed scimitar that is, you know, bound to Chandrel, and this thing has like essentially like sealed the brain is like sealed up around this thing now, and it's stopping you from uh, getting it back. So you're gonna have to, uh, you know, do some sort of strength check on your next turn. I'm now free grappled with this thing. Great. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, that's that sounds like a one. That's my turn. <laughs> um, awesome. Okay. So uh, the one that is, um, I guess, the one that is in front of you, Glenn, I think I'm just going to go with this one. Uh, it is going to try to do the the mind meld with you to devour your intellect. So I need you to do an intelligence saving throw. Ouch. Um, oh, I have advantage in that? That's dope. Why? I don't know. Uh, six plus eight plus four, 18. Okay, you again, you feel, or not you again, but you feel this mind spike kind of going in your brain as if it's trying to like force its way into your mind and you're able to fend it off with your like, you know, centuries of mental training that you, uh, and acuity you have. Um, but as it does that and realize it is not able to do that, it disgustingly pulls itself towards you still like kind of like the, the double-edged scimitar is through the lobes of its brain and it is pulling itself to you along the, the, the sword and is going to get, it's like halfway down the handle and it's going to uh, scratch you with its claws. Rude. Super gross and rude. Uh, it's not going to hit you. It's only going to be a nine, um, but it is not able to pull itself close enough to you. Uh, it's still maybe a foot away. And uh, that is going to bring us to Cosmo. Oh, terrific. All right. Uh, 
Cosmo obviously seeing the one next to uh, one of them erupt in fire is like, great, I get two of you uglies. And uh, he's going to take his hammer and hit the one that didn't catch fire. And okay. is going to uh, he's going to use one of his uh, divine smites. Hopefully, maybe if he hits. Um, I haven't used Cosmo in a minute to do. Not for combat. It's been a while. It's gonna. You was taking a little sleepy sleep last time. For sure. Um, little nappy boy. Little nappy boy. Great. We need the Cosmo die here. How's a twelve do you to hit? Uh, it just beats. Nice. Okay. All right, so Cosmo strikes this thing with uh, some big, some damage. And uh, he hits it for 10, 17, plus 5. So he hits this bad boy for uh, 23, 22. So 17 plus 5 would be 22 damage. And then uh, the how many dice is the chain lightning jump? One d six, two d six. I think at this point, um, let's up it to a d eight. Oh, a d eight. Oh, okay. It's whatever your uh, whatever your 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 yeah. Let's let's just we'll up it to uh, yeah because that's we it's your divine smite spreading out onto something else. Correct. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, Ooh, you know what we could do actually, which actually would be better than just one d six. Let's do. Let's do it to two d four. That way, you have a, a, a higher minimum, and like you could still get up to a d eight. Okay, so two d four of extra damage. Oh yeah, max damage. So this thing takes uh, eight damage. The second one. The, the second other one? one. Yeah, the one that took. 14. How do they? Okay, how do they both die? Oh, yeah. And I imagine uh, Cosmo just, like, smashes one straight up to it, and the lightning just pops the brain, jumps over to it, and then pops the other one. I That's, yep, exactly. You hit this thing, and it just, like, you you just, like, get that side profile of, like, the brain, melt, like, kind of bending and squishing around the the um, the hammerhead or the, 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 the war pick head as you pierce through it, and then from the point of the war pick shoots to the other one and they both just explode covering all of you and this entire room in brain viscera. And, you know, just, you know, you were, we're doing callbacks all the way to the beginning, Cosmo and Glenn and, and Rangram, everyone's just covered in, in brain viscera this time, Good. but uh, Glenn, your robes are definitely uh, just ruined again. Ah, damn it. Oh, it is good to be back. <laughs> and uh, Cosmo is going to be so amped. He is going to uh, run over and do like, and uh, well, I guess my question is if I have, because I have two attacks per action, but I only used one. Can I use the other attack on a different target or does that now become void? Yes. Yes. I, I think, uh, yeah, you no, can. Yeah, I'll, extra I'll, attack. Yeah. As long as you could, you could attack, move. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So okay. the only right. one, 
There's the one that is very close to death that's that's kind of creeping towards Glenn along his weapon. And then there's the one that uh, Rangrim uh, is facing off against that is still full health. Okay, yeah. So Cosmo feeling amped. He's just like, whoa! And he's just got to run over and do a flying hammer smash on the one uh, that is trying to fight Glenn. Okay, the one, the one that's really low HP. Okay, go for it. Let's roll that attack. Oh man, I wasted it. It's a nat twenty. Yes. <laughs> roll that damage. Actually, Bobby, I'm not even gonna. Say, you don't need to roll the damage. It had one HP. How does it die? Uh, yeah. Cosmo just is like, he's just Hulk Hogan and woo, and just smash on this brain. Splats absolutely just splats across yes. the floor like it like you dropped a, a a big flan from the ceiling it is it is just it just goes in every direction uh and just like glenn you feel it splat against your your high i, I just picture glenn wearing like high heeled boots right sure. something like yeah. that like yeah. i um, extra extra damage pointy yeah. shoes splats against like a fancy against, boot a fancy yeah. men's like boot. A, like a small yeah like a small heel not like a stiletto but like, like I, I picture you having like a little heel on your boot sure maybe he has some felt on it so it doesn't click clack everywhere when you're trying to sneak right <laughs> makes it yeah, yeah. makes it more dramatic when he walks out of a room after he makes a point <laughs> absolutely yeah. he does a little tap dance on um, ali mcbeal but your boots are just you feel it splat against all your boots and everyone ever basically everything at ankle height is just like now covered even even uh further in in this viscera uh but yeah uh that is going to break well um that is going to bring us to uh rangrim uh who rangrim uh yeah what are you gonna do with this one uh this one intellect devourer that is still attacking you my face right yeah it's it's like right it's like right in front of you yeah this is this is the one that tried uh tried attacking you originally um let me know if this is too many actions but what i'd like to do is Rangrim's going to pull it off of basically his face and throw it back into that pit. And as he's doing that, I'm casting Guiding Bolt as I throw it from that same hand. You know what? I love a coup de gras. Uh, roll me that, uh, roll me that, uh, the hit with the, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think the strength wise anything, it's small enough. Uh, let's just say that just roll me that Guiding Bolt. Um, just so you know, I am casting it. I mean, it's not a huge, huge deal, but I am going to cast that at second level, so it's five d six. Okay. That's so. I much want this thing to just spell. die. Oh, that's butts. Five, six, twelve, seventeen damage. Okay. Um. So you throw this thing down the hole and just blast a guiding bolt behind it. That seems to hit it in the stomach and just propel it faster downwards down the 50 feet drop that is below you. And this thing, you just, it, it just hits the ground. The guiding bolt hits it and you just watch it go in every direction as it just is cemented across this chamber below you. Uh, And with that, the uh, the victory music plays, and uh, you all are out of combat. All right, that feels good. I haven't done that in a little bit. I Flynn's like flicking the <laughs> like the the viscera off. He's like, Do you know how hard it is to find a dry cleaner in Sakalis? Is insane, man. I'm really sorry. I I you know, 
yeah, I'm, I got a little excited and a little carried away with my hammer, but uh, man, does that feel good. It is definitely good to have you back. <laughs> Our boy's back is he's like scooping brain like out of like <laughs> his eye socket where like his magic eye is. He's like probably like getting <laughs> under the eyelid a little bit like. Yep. Good to have you back, Cosmo. <coughs> Shall we uh, start making our way down? I figure we can tie off a rope to... I have, like, this 50-foot hempen rope. We can tie it off to the desk and kind of traverse our way down. Unless either one of you boys want to get us down there by some magical means. I can Wait, do what we did before, but I imagine we want to... Say that again? You want, you want to go down the hole? Uh, I think so. I mean, there's definitely more to look at here if we're looking for wherever those two kind of came through. Doesn't look like they might be here, but we might be able to figure out what they're doing here in general. Or how to kill them really good. Sure. Let's, um, I say we just hop on down there and uh, keep on going. You down with that, Ranger? I do still have 50 feet of hemp and rope. I was just checking to make sure. I do too. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, Glenn's going to start tying off a rope and uh, kind of throw it down the hole. He says, I'm, I'm happy to go first. Roll me a slide of hand just to see how good that knot is. Uh, so you're aware, unless I roll a one, I'm at least going to have a 23. That's right. <laughs> I almost rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> I, d I didn't, but I almost did. I rolled a I rolled a five, which reliable talent is a ten plus thirteen, so twenty three. Okay. I was like one uh, triangle. So I was. Glenn nuts. used to be a Glenn. Glenn spent time on boats. He's 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 got his sailor knots down. So it you, is, uh, yeah, you tie this thing reliably. Yeah, uh, twenty three and Glenn as stealthily as possible going down this. I don't know if that's really possible, but uh, some Rainbow Six Seed shit. And he's just going to rappel down this rope as quickly and as quietly as possible. Okay. Um, you, uh, you get down to the bottom of this chamber, and it is... Um, you can see that... I mean, you're dropping into, like, what looks like a kind of, like, half dome that is like flat on the bottom and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of domed on top. Um, and there are a number of chambers that seem to be coming off of it. Uh, you, know, you can see into the original, uh, you know, kind of pod chamber that you were in the first mm -hmm. time. And then you can see in, you know, which the, the aperture for that one is closed. Um, and you can see up into the one you just came from, obviously, there seems to be another one coming off of that as well. And, and uh, two other ones in similar directions, just kind of like off the same shoot to the ceiling. Makes sense. To your, to your left, um, kind of lifted up off the floor by like, you know, maybe 10, 15 feet, there is a big open chamber that seems to like extend out in kind of like a big arc to your left. Um, you can also see that there are just a number of like similar kind of like small pods that are off of this room that seem to have like, think like um, just like, there's there's small kind of like sitting areas in each of these almost like they and they seem to have like the ability to close individual apertures uh as if these are like 
isolation chamber, whatever. Like they hmm. seem to be like designed for like one one figure to go inside of these and to close. Uh, you don't know what their function is. All this whole room is completely dark, um, except for the because uh, the light's been turned off as well. So um, unless you're going to look for a light source, this this room is dark aside from like the ambient uh, light from the machinery. Um, there also seems to be some sort of like big bulky machinery that is against the wall, kind of, uh, you know, against one side of the chamber, there seems to be this big kind of like whirring machinery that is kind of like doing a lot more like emitting of light and also kind of like chugging a little bit louder than the machinery that's built into the walls. Um, aside from that, you can see that there is uh, two apertures that are on your level that are not raised up into the air that seem to be closed. Uh, there is one that is to your right, and then there's one that is directly behind you. Both are the same size and have the same like big circular apertures, uh, but they are on the wall. There is no aperture that you can see in the floor of this chamber. So to summarize all of the rooms and, and, and things that you could go, because there's a lot here, uh, on your level, there are two apertures uh, that are on the opposite wall from you. Uh, and then there is one that is open that is like 15 feet up and seems to go in a big arcing direction, uh, you know, to you know across across away from you um but those are the doorway entrances you can see on this level so are you saying that it's like a f we have to be able to get up 15 feet in order to yes. follow this one yes okay. all right and that one's open and it, you you can't see into it it's just dark but you can tell that there is like a big there, there's some sort of like arching chamber that goes out that direction uh yeah glenn's just gonna yell up to the guys Actually, no, real quick, before Glenn actually yells, uh, can I do a perception check purely with audio uh, using the clockwork, clockwork earwig to see if I hear any more of that little pitter-patter? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, dude, reliable talent is fucking insane. Um, 18. Uh, okay, uh, you do not hear any, any pitter-pattering. I will say, though, you do hear what sounds like... Slightly like heavier, kind of like lumbering footsteps through, like kind of echoing down that arching open uh, hallway that is 15 feet up. So you don't Glenn's hear gonna, anything else. Glenn's going to yell to the guys that, hey guys, it's good to come down, but do it as quietly as possible. Uh, Cosmo, when you're like just about to drop off the rope, there's kind of this platform that I can't see down. Uh, if you could try to maybe take a look and see if you can see through the whole corridor, it's it's kind of hard to see from where I'm at. And then I'm going to move over to that loud whirring or like the loud laboring machine. Um, and I'm going to kind of sidle up next to it and crouch down and hide. Okay. In case anything starts moving our way while they're coming down. Okay. Um, just so you know, uh, well, yeah, you have, you have pretty good passive passive reception. Um, you can see that there is some sort of uh, potential control panel on this thing, uh, but the okay. number of buttons on it is uh, seems to be much more uh, elaborate. There are different sizes, different colors, and there's probably 16 of them in total. So unless you want to investigate it more closely, um, it seems to be a lot more complicated than the one upstairs. I'll do that once the guys are down here. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll me. Yeah. I guess I should have had you roll an, ath an athletics check or acrobatics, but you've already gotten past at this point. So I'll have the boys roll me athletics checks to climb down the rope safely. Yeah, I like that face. What did 11. you get? 11. 
Oh, okay. That's not too bad. I think that that's fine. That's, you know, you slide down maybe a little faster than you expected. Um, but I think that you, uh, you're able to make it to the floor, uh, without, uh, you know, without too much problem. And athletics. Yep. Just like climbing that rope in gym in the eighties or whenever they stopped doing that. I was like, I didn't climb a rope in gym, but, uh, I got a 15. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you, yeah, you, you, you slide down this thing and, uh, land lightly on the floor. I do. Oh, you want to look through, you want to look through. Um, okay. Uh, I will say even with dark vision, you only have some with, without illuminating this, this chamber, you only have so much vision. I will say that you can see 60 feet down it, but at that point, like you can't see further and you can tell this thing goes at least 60 feet in that direction. And then it's still dark. Well, I don't see anything. I see as far as I can see, and it's just nothing and darkness and yeah. It's just a hallway, basically. It's, a, it's just a hallway, basically. Okay, well, there's something coming that way, so I would uh hop off the road, or sorry, not coming from there, but there is some shuffling down that way. So it's definitely a, a direction we need to be mindful of. But we also have a couple doors here. Point to the two doors. And we also have this big old thing. You know, point to the giant machine that's just kind of whirring next to him. Well, mm -hmm. uh, you seem to be the honorary uh, button pusher. So uh, whichever one tickles your fancy, just uh, push it. I don't know. I mean, uh, we know that that big hallway goes somewhere. And uh, we can see if there's something else in these likely smaller rooms maybe uh cosmo's sure. gonna wander over to one of these uh one of those doorways i guess okay um yeah so i will say that uh above each of the doorways uh you can see that there is a corresponding uh color i'm just gonna use color coding I told you. this entire thing just because i it's <laughs> the easiest um i'll say that there is uh the one cosmo that you're walking towards uh, has uh, a green uh, outline on it the uh room next to it is blue and then the further one is red um and you can see inside of it is just like it is a similar conical shape to what you uh, experienced above there is seems to be some sort of like platform that is at kind of like sitting height uh, that is extending out from the wall. And then there seems to be some sort of like clear pad that is kind of angled uh, out as if like someone could access it while sitting in the chair. Um, and then there is some sort of like, that's pretty much all you can see on the inside of here is except for the fact that you can probably tell that this has a door that closes potentially. Well, uh, do, I don't, I think we need to find the button panel for this room before we can open up these doors. Uh, right, I'm dumb on it. And just keep an eye on that tunnel. And he's going to again point to the ones like 15 feet high. Uh, investigation? Uh, yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Nat> 20. <laughs> 20. Okay. Uh, 20 wait, I will. Uh, I will say this. So uh, looking at this pad, I will, I will give you, um, I'm pretty much going to give you you're gonna to have to kind of like ask me what you're interested in. And then I will tell you kind of the, the corresponding things to it because you got the natural 20, but I will say this, um, there seems to be a three button combo that that seems to, or a four button combo seems to court, not four buttons, uh, 
there's there's a multiple multitude of button combo that seems to uh, pertain to particularly the the green, the blue, and the red color palette. There is the buttons themselves. There's the color above them, and then there is below that uh, there are there are three uh, buttons uh, beneath each of those, or, or a, sorry, a single button beneath each of those. Uh, so there is the a six. Okay. It's six buttons. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just getting very confused here. Uh, and I'm also okay. making a lot of this up as we go. Um, there are six, there's six buttons. Yeah. There's six buttons um, that the, the top ones are all corresponding to the, the green, the blue, and the red. Uh, and then the below ones below them are all just no color. They're all black, uh, but they are directly below them and they are separated off uh, from the rest of them. So this little six digit, uh, six button combo is kind of off. Uh, so you can tell that they are connected to each other. So there's a six button row and then two, it's three, three it's three and three. No, it's three and three. The three, the three top ones correspond to the colors. And then there's three below those that are uh, directly below them that are just, but they're not, colored. but yeah, they're not, they're not colorful. Okay. Um, Glenn's going to look over to Cosmo. And he's going to say, uh, take a step back from the, the pods. I'm going to try, I guess, just try the green button. See what happens to the green pod. Sound good. Sounds great. And Glenn's going to hit the green button. Okay. Uh, as you hit the green button, the door to that pod closes. Uh, Glenn's going to hit the blue button. Uh, the blue, as you hit the blue button, the, the door to the blue pod closes. Glenn hits the red button. It does the same thing for the red pod. Glenn hits all three of those buttons again. Uh, they all open. Do you want have you you haven't hit any of the buttons below? No, none, yet, of, none of the bottom buttons. ones. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Glenn. Glenn's gonna hit the buttons and close them. And then Glenn's gonna say, so there's these dark buttons underneath corresponding. So I think something funky might happen with the green one. And he hits the button below the green button. But once the doors are closed. Okay. As that <laughs> as you do that, the door, so the doors, the doors are all shut. Um mm. You, uh, so from the inside, when the doors are shut, you cannot see the, the shape of the pod or anything like that. It is just a door that is now on the inside of this domed room you're in. So it is just closed. Mm -hmm. You can see the outline of the door and the color corresponding. As you push that button, you hear the machinery whir very strongly and you see just a multitude of like the purple and green energy head over to that direction towards that door. And then you hear what sounds like something preparing to launch. And then it it just it sounds like a like some sort of like rocket or something that is continuing to like 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 it can't do anything about it, like it can't launch. And then there is just a massive explosion from the other side of that door as it this thing essentially implodes and smoke starts to creep out from uh, from out from the aperture uh, to was it pod the green pod? green pod yeah yeah green pod it starts to smoke starts to creep out of that aperture this like acrid smelling smoke and uh the machinery around you uh seems to be uh overworking slightly and is starting to smoke a little bit well uh, glenn turn it off turn turn it off it's smoking yeah glenn turns oh, off no 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 do that again do that you again. want us just to blow all this up yeah let's break all this shit well, that might be our way out of here. I don't think I want to take that way out of here. <laughs> I mean, it's a way out for sure. <laughs> uh, 
both you roll a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. Who's more persuasive? Oh, wow, you're both going to be very persuasive. A paladin, I hope. You hope I'm up for it? I was going to say, I got a dirty 20. You, I also got a dirty 20. No, I lied. <laughs> I have a plus six to persuasion. I got a 23. Ooh. Shit. Up. Uh, yeah, Glenn goes, uh, sorry, Cosmo. I think Rangram's kind of on to something, and he's going to hit both buttons below Beep. the blue and red door and uh, take a step back from the loud whirring machine that's already overloaded. Uh, you you close the two buttons, uh, or you, you close two pods and you push the two buttons below them and you hear similar things happen. All the energy starts to rush to these, these two doorways and you hear them start to just rev up. And again, they just get to this building climactic point and both of them just boom, boom, and explode from the other side of the room. And you just, this acrid smoke, and even before they explode, the the uh, big machinery behind you begins to like, it is smoking and shaking and alarms just start to go off. Um, just like, just boom, boom. And the whole, the entire chamber starts flashing with this, uh, like this red light uh, that seems to be emanating from the actual like electrical conduits in the walls. Um, it is just like, instead of running the green and the purple now, they are just illuminating with this red light that is flashing in the room. Um, but I will give you this. Both apertures and the doorways uh, leading out from your level open up immediately. Yeah. And uh, uh, you're now Cosmo, pick a door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just say left or right because so like like looking at it directly ahead of you, you have two apertures that are similar in uh, in size, um, and one of them is to like kind of to your your left ahead of you, and one is to your right ahead of you. Left or right? Uh, left is odds. Right is evens. Uh, we're going right. Okay, uh, you uh, you head towards the the right door, um, and you see uh, you see that there is a a, ta- a hallway that seems to lead in a dead end with a, an aperture. Uh, it is maybe it's thicker, but it's maybe like twenty feet long, um, and you can see that something about this chamber, though this hallway is it is extremely like there is uh less machinery in here and it is more like ornate almost like there is like designs in the walls like these swirling patterns almost like um kind of like swirling tentacles that are just like completely uh enveloping this room um but it is ending with an aperture on the end that is just completely uh steadfast and you do not see any kind of uh control panel Apertures are metal, from what we can tell, right? Or is it like yes. a weird organic? It's, it's metal? it seems like it's a it seems like it's metal. Okay, uh, Glenn's gonna look to Cosmic. Goes well. If we're looking to you know get some good materials, I think you definitely picked the you know the fancier hallway. We could try to bust through that. I imagine you know usually anything with this much intricacy is uh, gonna have a nice little nugget on the other side of that door. We can try breaking through, but. We got to move fast because I imagine that alarm is going to start bringing a lot of people our way. Uh, well, yep, yep. Uh, imagine red lights and big alarms probably draws things in. But uh, I Cosmo will move up the way 
and see if there's a way to open that door down that hallway. Down the hallway? Okay, so you move uh, you move further down this hallway. Um, Rangrim, are you following along? Yeah, Rangrim's definitely following along. Rangrim, as you're heading down this hallway, you are starting to feel like a just like building pressure in your head. And it is not a feeling of like, you felt this before and it feels similar to you, but you're feeling like it's more what you felt recently. And it is just like this overwhelming feeling of sadness that is just like building in the back of your mind. And before it's been anger and it's been rage and it's been a lot of other things, but the last few times you've interacted with it, it has been this overwhelming sadness and you are feeling it as if it is washing over you. And you know, you can tell, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that what, like through this door, you are getting closer to whatever that it like is sending that feeling into you. All right, well, I said it earlier today, right? Burn the boats, right? Burn the boats. And I'm going to use the barricade shield and put it behind us as I can extend it 15 feet in every direction and it will assume the form of the corridor or cavern mm-hmm. that is within as long as it doesn't exceed that. So it'll totally block off that passage. The one behind you where you just came one, from? Yep, the one behind us. And then I'm going to Um, I don't know if it's necessary, but we'll find out. But I will just put both my hands onto that, this like doorway, this aperture, and I'm going to cast heat metal at third level. Okay. So, Dan, you know, I love to yes and you. You know, I, I, I love you. I love your antics and I would love to <laughs> yes and you. By the way. You you do not feel your magic um, again. You, you you try to you try to use your magic in this in this instance, and it just fails you completely. It just doesn't do it. You try to cast this spell, and it just doesn't cast. Well, after that, Rangrim just kind of like sitting there with his hands on that like doorway, like. Um, and he just like walks back to the end of the hallway where his shield is now covering the doorway and he just like plops down next to it pulls a cigarette out of his beard lights it with his ring of rituals and goes well I mean I'm all out of ideas you you alright Rain Grim you, you just kind of gave up there I mean, it oh, like no, you I didn't. Cast I tried to do a thing, and um, apparently I can't. Remember when Glenn was like, hey, if we kill this thing, are you just like a normal dude now? We haven't killed anything yet. I know, but like, apparently I just can't do stuff to certain things here. But you blasted that thing when it was falling down. So maybe it's just this room. It's, it's, it's hallways. The, uh, it's got bad vibes, you know? I know, probably this always. is definitely off in this room. 
you know, we, it, everybody we has your, bad it's moments. It's hallway, so we either need to go that way, and he points to the door, or we can go this way, leaning against the shield that he is now barricading the entrance. Well, all right, well, uh, I mean, I guess we can follow the bad juju and see what's on the other side of this door. We can always go back. And uh, I guess Cosmo will walk up to the door and is there a light color aperture <laughs> ascribed indicator. to this door? Indicator, aperture, is there um, a color? So, so <laughs> the only thing that you see for the, the aperture at the end of this room, this like, because like I said, this is a more ornate, it's a very different kind of like, think like literally like, I'm just going to use examples more video game examples but like literally think like you get into a zelda a zelda temple and you can sometimes you see the boss door immediately but without the boss key you can't get into it this thing is like very clearly like screams final boss chamber door uh there is a there seems to be some sort of like embedded hand print next to the door um that like is not <laughs> not any of your shaped hands um and it is uh that seems to be the only thing but there does not seem to be like buttons you can push i will also say this rangrim you are feeling that same pressure and insistence of this like sadness this 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 sorrow and it seems like it's trying to like push into you and in the past you've always pushed back and you do not let it in and that's what you do I just want to let you know that like this thing is continuing to push and you do have the option to let it in, but that's a big, big thing to make a decision for. But I just wanted to let you know that that is an option like to, if you want to succumb to it. Um, but anyway, just wanted to make finally reveal to everybody that we've been scheming and I'm the big bad the whole time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just want you to know this, this feeling, this, this insistent sadness is still pressing in on you with your proximity in this space. It seems like it's worse. Um, but yes, yeah, so there's a, there is a hand thing near the door that we noticed though. Uh, yes. And it has uh, four, four fingers. Um. <laughs> I got no idea. All right. Well, I don't think your hand is sh shaped like that one. I can take off a finger. Uh, we've nope. already taken off a hand. I think we've done plenty. Uh, Rangram's going to drop the effect on the barricade shield and hold it. And because all of those rooms all fell to that same pit, is Zasik's body still there? Yes, the lower half of it is. The top half of his body is not there. It's up the on top still. It's still it's still leaned over the the desk. Climbing a rope. <laughs> we already know what We're I'm trying go to back. do. We're dungeon crawling our way back to the entrance. Okay, um, roll me an uh, uh, athletics check. Come on, Rangram, you're supposed to be good at these. Oh, that should be fine. That's a 16 plus 319. That's, yeah, you get up to the top there. Uh, once to the top, I immediately running to the other room and just like, I'm not even trying to just take his hand. I'm probably just like grabbing his wrist and like <laughs> taking the top half of his body with me. Okay. Um, yeah, roll me. Um, hmm. 
And then, like, immediately trying to, like, repel as fast as I can down that. I'm trying to, like... Being as careful as Rangrin. I was going to say, it's gonna, it's like a fragility check is what I'm trying to, like, think what I can do here. Um, sleight of hand. Yeah, I guess sleight of hand would be the best way to do that. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, there you go. Natural 20. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, let's go. So yeah, you get the it. The weirdest get, natural twenties. You get this thing down the <laughs> rope. Do. Uh, you get this thing down the rope, and uh, it is still in one piece. You, I think, you just have the whole forearm with the hand on it like this, and it's just kind of like slightly crinkled with its three fingers. Um, and uh, yeah, you are back in the hallway. Well, what are you gonna do with that, Rangrim? Rangrim, I'm just gonna like push it into the the, the hand slot. If I'm, I'm assuming it's like a like a thing, you know what I mean? It's like a thing. It's like okay. a thing. So, again, Dan, <laughs> I love your answers. I love you so much. There are reasons for why, I promise. It, it does react, but it, it, it flashes red, and it does not seem to open the door. Yep, that's why I just put this in the, the chat as the worst Nat 20 ever. Uh, I, I will say you still have it. I'm going to say you have this thing. I'm not going to take it away from you. You still have this arm. It does open other things, but it didn't open this door. I'd like to argue that the worst nat 20 was when I grabbed the Red King's dick, no. thinking it was the key. No. That might have been the worst nat 20. The worst nat 20. I'm That's pretty sure this fair. was a nat 20. Was when Poe pooped in my eye. <laughs> that was the best. You're right. Oh. Uh, you're right. Um, I, 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 I want to. I, I, I want to. Yes, Andy, you so bad. But there is a reason that this does not work in this in this place. Uh, it seems that uh, maybe like whatever whatever the case may be with this, um, maybe it wasn't Zasik, or maybe Zasik wasn't as high ranking as you as he may have seemed to be. But Zasik, whatever this form is, doesn't have access to this room. My entire life, and mind controlled me to kill my friends wasn't even that big of a deal around here well yeah that's that's kind of a it's kind of an ego hit to something that's already dead that's kind, kind of, of foreboding a... though right like yeah i got some weird feeling we can't really go through this tunnel we should maybe try the other one or the other two we could go high and go towards that shuffling sound or we could make a quick u-turn and go through the other tunnel Everybody's looking behind. What do you guys, what do you think? Sorry, sorry. Like my window was just going like it was just like. That's creepy. It was super creepy. Sorry. CL did. Yeah, it's all this. It's a psionic energy. Yeah. It's tripping me out. Yeah, Dan, your mic got real quiet, by the way. Um. All right, well, Glenn's going to make an executive decision, and Glenn's going to start moving towards the other tunnel. There was either right or left, and Glenn, Glenn's going to start going down that left tunnel. Okay. 
Uh, to your left, you, this is a very short tunnel and it seems to open up into another conical shaped chamber that has another uh, app. So like right when you walk into it, there is an open aperture. Um, I will say too, this room is still like this main room is still flashing and uh, you can definitely hear, Glenn, as you walk into it, you can hear that the echoing footsteps of whatever is in that far long tunnel that's like 15 feet up is getting closer to you. So can I, uh, can I glance real quick at the terminal that we were working on? Is there any bright red flashing light that's like hit me? Like turn, um, turn you, this off? I will say this, none of the lights on that are even on anymore. They seem to Sweet. have complete, like they, whatever this, the, what it seems like is just like, just from, you know, kind of context clues, it seems like this alarm is going off because this machine is no longer functioning. That tracks. Um, uh, yeah, Glenn's going to look for the guys back. Uh, you might want to hurry up. Our friends are inbounds behind us. Maybe Rangram close off this tunnel behind us. And Glenn's going to make his way into the next conical okay. room. Okay, so uh, in this room, uh, you can see immediately to your right, there is another tunnel that leads downwards. It, it kind of like has, uh, it, it kind of slopes down and maybe like a, 30 degree angle um, and is it's it's you know it's the same width as the other tunnels uh, maybe a slightly narrower um, but this room itself that you're in this conical one uh, it seems to be some sort of like observation chamber but all these windows I'll think out of it like there are some seating around it and then there are windows all of them are just looking out into that black stone like that metal that is all around this this space so like you're basically looking out into this is kind of like atrium room that is looking out into just blackstone. And then the doorway to your right that leads down a hallway. So which room, uh, as far as, so are we in this one? Yep, you are in this one currently. Okay. Uh, I think we're technically moving away from the loud footprint, so it's probably what we want. Should we head down? Yeah, it's down and around. I say quick glance look. There's no other uh, button command center style things around here. Um, you can see that on the in, on the inside of the uh, on the inside of this door. Uh, the the everything seems to still be kind of functioning in this room for the most part. Mm. Um, and you can see that there is a uh, there is a hand uh, handprint that is uh, built into the wall of this uh, of this room near the aperture that is coming from both the coming in and the coming out. Uh, just stupid idea. Glenn's going to cast Mage Hand and just make sure his Mage Hand only has four fingers and he's going to try to press with, I think I have like 10 pounds of force or something like that. Uh, it, it pretty much immediately uh, flashes uh, flashes red as you try okay. to do that. Yeah, that was stupid. And Glenn's going to start stealthily heading down this chamber, down the, the next chamber, taking the lead. Okay. Unless anybody um, else wants to do something. I was going to say, does, does Rangram want to uh, retry his, uh, his, yeah, his sure. hand tactic? Okay. On, <laughs> do you want to do it on the one you guys are going towards or the one that you just came through that leads to the big flashing chamber? The one we're going towards. Okay, um, you uh, you see Glenn uh, walk into that chamber, and then you press the hand against it, and it shuts the aperture behind him. <laughs> Probably terrifying the everything crap out of Glenn. <laughs> Rangram does it again. Like I'm holding his arm, just like a stick, just like. Boink. Glenn's turned around, ready to fight. Like don't like come through the door if you're gonna close it on me. What the fuck? 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, hold on. Cosmo, come on. Oh, right. Yep, yeah, I'm with you. I'm here. And then right before Cosmo gets in, I'm going to pour. That's right in front of him. Uh, can I roll an athletics to make it? I don't know how it works. If I'm um, like competing fair. with the speed of the door. Yeah, roll, roll, an, roll an athletics. Uh, roll an athletics. I don't know how that works to and are bisect these, like, Cosmo. Are these, like <laughs> still like the metal, like camera shutter, like. Shoo. Yep, absolutely. Yep. It was like Cosmo potentially just gonna just get. Just cut right in half. Yep. Like right in half. Yep, for sure, and that's it. That's the end of it. And then uh, you guys are on your own. Athletics. Yeah, I don't think I make it. <laughs> it's a 12. Um, yeah, you just get, you know, like you said, right in the middle. You just, you get halfway through it and this thing shuts and you are, are vivisected right down the middle. Now, um, I, I think that uh, it just, I think it just shuts uh, directly in front of you as you're trying to walk through it. Just whoop. Uh, Cosmo, kind of having a clue of what's happening, immediately hides. So, Rangram, did you go through? So you're on in the hallway with Glenn when you closed it. Okay, so yep. Cosmo's just by himself <laughs> in this room, and you're just looking out, Cosmo, and you can see that there is a hulking form that uh, that is like walking, getting close uh, to exiting that uh, hallway that's 15 feet up. Rangram's gonna open the door again. <laughs> Does Cosmo go through. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, I'll disadvantage. Cosmo is high stealth with a disadvantage 19 roll. <laughs> Cosmo is, uh, it, there is a, um, like, I think you're underneath the little shelf. Like you would essentially, that it's like a seat that kind of runs along the wall. And because it's in the darkness, I think the Cosmo is just kind of like hidden uh, underneath the shelf. I rolled an 18 and a 19 on my stealth checks. Amazing. So this yeah. is 18 with his disadvantage, right? <laughs> yeah. Rangroom um, can see him. I'm like, what are you doing? Just like. <laughs> you can't see me. I, I <laughs> My inside is 19. You, you, I can I can passively see you. Like, come on, I can see you. Like, he's right. probably very well hidden, but like, I'm just like, you're right there. Uh, oh, whatever. There's a big thing coming, so close the door behind me this time. You, you hear you hear a heavy footfall as this thing drops from the 15 foot height to the other side of the chamber. And Cosmo, as you look out and see it, uh, you would recognize a hook whore anywhere. And it is across the chamber. It is. It hasn't seen you yet because you're you're stealth with a nineteen. But it is like it is like across this chamber, and it is just dropped down uh, from that from that pathway. Oh, there's a there's a hole out there. Let's close the door quick. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Uh, you all uh, move into this hallway, shutting the aperture behind you. You making use? I told you that hand was going to come in handy. Um, Hey, hey! Uh, you all walk down into this chamber and are just immediately probably horrified because lining the walls are more of these pots that similar to the ones that you ran into in the rooms, but these ones are a bit different. They're glass and they're built into the walls. And in every single one of these, except one, you can see humanoid forms and directly next to you, 
so you start seeing them like as you're kind of looking and you're walking down them, you can see um, in this long kind of chamber, you see like immediately they are Imperial soldiers, Boulder Fist guards. There are that are in these chambers submerged and kind of like suspended in this kind of green brackish fluid inside of them. And as you're walking farther down, you see two people that, aside from the Boulderfist guards which I, and the soldiers, which I assume you recognize, but you see two figures that look very familiar. Because on kind of interspersed there between these six chambers, one of which I said is empty, you see Captain Carlson and Chesk, both of which are suspended in this liquid. And at the end of it, you see one that is open. And there is liquid spilled all over the floor. And you can see very clearly, you can see, Glenn, the very familiar robes of Joro that are just like on the floor. And that is where we're going to leave the session tonight. Uh, my boy. Well, everybody's got to die. <laughs> now Glenn's mad. So we got next week where we kill all of our old friends. <laughs> <laughs> Join in next week where we kill everything we've ever loved. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.